You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected, all are heard, all are welcomed. Join us. Hello? Hold on. Uh, one second there. Hello? Hello, hello. Hello? Oh, uh, there you are. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you now. Can you hey, hear us? Hey, sweet. Uh, yeah, I can. Sorry, my, my mic, uh, the cable that I use for my mic uh, just decided to short out like five minutes ago. So I was like, cool. So I had to run out to my car and grab, uh, it was basically the same cable for my GPS. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, I'm running off GPS cords right now. It's great. Um, yeah. So, thanks. When I reached out and you said you'd be on, I kind of had a little uh, heart flutter because I, I listen to you guys every every week when you come on. I was telling Caleb here, who's our uh, yeah, I'm Caleb. By the way, we've yeah. never <laughs> never met. Hey, so. Caleb. Hey, how you doing, Michael? Doing all right. Yeah, and so I was like, I feel like I know Michael, even though I really don't, because he's always in my ear every week. Um, yeah, and and I recently joined um, the pub, so yes, you did. That's always fun and exciting. Um, it, I'm just, I just have a couple questions, and we can just go off of that, or we can yeah. just, you know, go wherever we want. So, Brian, you're so formal, dude. Hey, you Is know, I try. I- is there anything I need to do for on my end? How do I sound? Do I sound okay? You're you're kind of low volume, to be honest. I don't okay. know if that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather it be really great than uh, yeah. for it to be unlistenable. You know, yeah. okay. I'm, a, I'm a little professional podcaster. I swear, <laughs> not really. It's part of the gimmick, you know, being kind of shitty at it. I think. So let's let's just jump in yeah. after our technological stuff so um for all right let me let me hit record real quick yep all right we're recording all right sweet <laughs> uh we have michael basinger on on our podcast tonight so, hello hello and he's one of the co-hosts of the really really irreverent but hilarious and glorious mm-hmm. bastards and you co-host it with the brothers brad matt polly correct hello correct yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Is yeah, that yeah, true? We, <laughs> is that true? Um, yes, that is correct. It it is true that I uh co-host a podcast with uh Brad and Matt Polly. It's true. I have to say I'm on team Michael. With the brothers Polly? Yes, with the yes, brothers. Yes, the brothers Polly. Okay. I'm glad you're br- team Michael. Yes, there's only They're getting there's... fewer and far farther in between. Well, I have my allegiance towards you, Michael. So there we go. Um, so just, if you could, in a couple minutes, just give a little background about yourself, where you're from, all that cool stuff, just so all of our listeners can oh, kind of get the background on you. So I I have um, lived in Martinsville, Indiana my entire life. Um, I have been a worship pastor. I am a church planter at one point. Um, I was a manager at Starbucks, a barista at Starbucks for a while. Um, I currently um, fix espresso machines in the tri-state area. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah. And I host a podcast with my friends that we, my, you know, my friends and I, we, we, uh, tried to start a, a church. Um, we were way too progressive for our, um, conservative little town. And, uh, when we killed the church, um, we, uh, decided to start a podcast afterwards. Hey, where in Indiana is that? Where in, we're like central Indiana, central Indianapolis in Bloomington. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, so I could see new I could see Newport, Indiana, across the river, growing up. So I was just I was wondering. Oh yeah, you know. yep. I was actually in Henderson, Kentucky, today no. for work. So, what? yeah, A for small real. Small world, small world. Yeah. So sweet. Um, yep, yep. So yeah, can you? I don't know how in depth you want that answer to be. If you want me to go into like my my uh, my spiritual journey or 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 I don't know how to answer that question. Who who am I? I, I don't know yet. I'm mm. trying to figure yeah, it that's out. That's the existential question. That is, yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe just um, kind of go if you could just talk a little bit because I'm curious at how because you guys talked about it a lot on the podcast on your guys' podcast on like that church plant and how you try to start it. Like, can you maybe just I don't know dig a little deeper on how that. How that, how you guys felt yeah. called or whatever you wanted to do to do that and how it kind of failed. Oh, man. That word. Called. Called. Oh, called. Sorry, um, that's my... Yeah, I don't know. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it, it's that, that language. I, I'm so... Like, I feel so far removed from mm-hmm. it now that it's just like, ooh, it, it gives me gives me icky, mm-hmm. tingly feelings. Um, so... I don't, yeah, I'm calling it. Like I could go for 10 minutes on just what calling means. And, uh, but to, basically what happened was, um, all three of us at one point in time felt called to ministry, whatever, whatever that word means. Um, if it was actually a call by the divine or, you know, our, our egos telling us that we're important, who knows? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so, um, the so we all felt called and i actually met matt i was a, a worship leader at a church and i was on the hiring committee for the the youth pastor and i met him through through that um and we ended up hiring him and i met his brother his brother was uh, a pastor at a church um a town or two over it wasn't very far it was within an within an hour drive and uh um I knew his brother Brad loosely, so Matt was the the guy we hired, and um, some stuff went down at the church. I'd been at that church my entire life, um, you know. They they prayed for me when I was a baby, you know. It it, it had been there forever, and uh, eventually became uh, the the youth worship leader. Um, and uh, so we hired Matt, and at one point in time, all three of us were in like a, a small group together. Um, and, uh, Brad had, um, I, I can't remember how it all played out, but basically Matt was asked to resign. Um, and whenever that came out, I was like, oh, well, I'm done. I, I am, I had seen so many youth pastors go through that church through my lifetime. Uh, and the last like three or four were for frankly, bullshit reasons. And, um, I was just done. I, I, uh, I decided, all right, well, I'm, I'm done here. And I started looking at other churches, uh, nearby and I was, uh, really deconstructing my faith. We all were really deconstructing our faith. 
um, around that time, asking a lot of questions. What is God? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Who even is Jesus? Um, so we, um, started like a Bible study for a little bit. And then, uh, Brad ended up leaving his church and he went to do a church plant up in the Chicago suburbs. Um, that wasn't going so well, but, um, Matt and I decided we were going to do a church plant and Brad got wind of it. And was like, I want to do it with you guys. So Brad moved back to town and, uh, we started a church plant, did all the church plant meetings and did a meet up. And we met at a church at, at a house for a while and couldn't get a whole lot of traction just because where we're at, if you're going to do church, it's gotta, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be somewhere. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. People are a little bit skeeved out by just come on over to this house. Right. <laughs> I promise we won't eat you. Um, so we did that, and then we ended up um, going to a, a, a restaurant downtown and, and sharing their space um, in the e- Sunday evenings, and and we kind of, um, you know, did that, and and we were pretty progressive, and then we came out as affirming in that in that little church in that conservative town, and shortly after we lost our building mm. mysteriously. Um, they decided they needed needed the space so they could be open on Sunday nights. Um, here it is, like I don't know, five years later, and they still aren't open on Sunday nights. So uh, it was really just a bullshit mm. reason to get us out because we were uh, flaming liberals. How are you? How are you progressive before you came out as affirming? Was that you, like just like on, on other social issues? Like what? What? Yeah, yeah. For, for social social issues on grace, on love, on anti, you know, being anti-war. Um, there, there were some other things that. You know all all the the, the typical um, uh, progressive tropes, really. Okay. Um, and we had been affirming before that, um, but we hadn't really let that cat out of the bag. Um, and we just decided we needed to be true to that. And we had people that were interested in coming to our church that um, that were part of that community, and they were our friends. And uh, we just decided we were gonna. We were going to be true to ourselves, which is what everyone should do. Um, mm-hmm. And we lost some people in the church, some people that were uh, involved, and um, went to another. We went to the YMCA for a while. We're meeting there, and we just got to a point where it was so much work. Um, we wanted to 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 create a church that was for um, people who had been hurt by the church. Or people who were unchurched, mm-hmm. and come to find out, uh, those people don't want to go to church. <laughs> bottom, <laughs> bottom line. Uh, so to get them, I, I mean, we had a lot of people that, that that showed up, but really sporadically, and it was just really hard to really uh, gain any kind of momentum. We had we had a few people that were that were super super loyal, a very small like core group. But in the end, it was so much work, and uh, it was time away from our families. And we just decided, um, we're not, it was too much for, it, it was, it was getting in the way of, of our lives. And, uh, it, instead of it being enriching our lives, it was, it was making things worse. So we decided we we're going to do a podcast instead, and that takes considerably less time and it reaches a very, a, a larger audience than we ever would have been able to get here. So, and if, you know, you know, we tried to start a church, um, 
it failed. So we did a podcast and found a church, mm. um, you know, in a weird, weird kind of way. Mm. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of how we stumbled in on doing the sacred collective. Cause I'm in, I grew up evangelical, but now I don't know if you've ever heard of the United church of Christ. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, we're very, we're, we're pretty much as liberal as you can get <laughs> and progressive. <laughs> and so I was, have talked with my denomination. I was like, you know, I'm wanting to do something, maybe a church plant, whatever. And, you know, we kind of core group of us, like three or four of us met my wife and me and a, another friend. And we kind of just started hanging out, talking in our apartment and didn't really go anywhere. And then Caleb um, met him through uh, Jay Baker because he's here in the Minneapolis area. And so I you yeah. know, was at Revolution with Jay and then met Caleb. And then we all started hanging out and, you know, he said, hey, can I start recording our conversations? And we were like, sure. And then we both had the bright idea of why don't we turn it into a podcast? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's awesome. Well, that's fascinating. And kind of like what you were saying, like I, st- I have my community within the United Church of Christ, but this is a whole different kind of community with, with it, it really the podcast. is. Yeah, and, and not every it's it's not for everyone, uh, and it's and it's not for everyone all the time. So that we find that we found that there are people who need that community for a season. And then they move on and, and we don't, we're not mad about that. That's completely fine. Uh, if you feel like you need a different community than what we provide, then go like seriously, find, find your tribe, find your people. Um, it's okay. But if we can, can provide some sort of support, uh, for what you're going through, just to let you know, you're not alone. I think Here's the thing. The biggest part of any kind of ministry is, is communicating to people that they are not alone. Um, cause we've got enough in this world, uh, that separates us. We really do look on, spend five minutes on Facebook. Um, think mm-hmm. of all the ways we've divided ourselves. And if we can find things that are, that, that are commonalities, um, the collective is, is it's much more enriched, uh, than together than it is alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Would you, and this might be more trigger language cause I am, I can relate cause I'm no, so triggered. It, I'm so it, triggered by Christianese and I'll just to give you a little bit of background. Like I, I feel like I am bound to the language and the mythology of Christianity I don't like it to be honest. Like the fact that it's kind of it's my vocabulary, but it is. Um, no, it, it, you're not going to say anything that's going to offend me. Okay. So don't, don't worry about okay. that. You can you, you can you can speak freely. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, um, so I I kind if of if anything, I'll offend you. Oh, well, that's, well, hey man, that's a challenge right there, bro. You don't. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> accepted. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess to me, church and and things that kind of orbit around religion and that are connected to religion are just kind of a vocabulary or, or a language that I've inherited that I accept. I, I'm not worried about uh, metaphysical things. So I, I, I say I'm more, more lean towards humanism and things like that, but like I still, and I'm getting, I'm just rambling now, but I, I, I still accept, I, I go to church. I even sometimes yeah. like give sermons at revolution when Jay can't, or, or Brian can't fill in. But do you do you view Inglorious Pastors as a quote unquote ministry, or is it just like a, a community of people with, you know with with similar 
uh, interests and backgrounds and things like that? Like, what would would you? Because I know it started out from what you're saying, it started out as um, very kind of church centric. I guess. Would you say well, that it's it, still not, not, not really? Uh, it really. Um we felt alone in our community. We felt alone in where we were at and mm. we needed being part of a ministry for, you know, the entirety of our lives, giving it up and just being like, what are we going to do now? We need, we felt like we needed an outfit or an out outfit. <laughs> we needed an outlet, <laughs> um, needed an outfit too. Yeah. That's a different story. You know, he's a new outfit. Um, yes, we, we needed, we needed an outlet to, to basically, uh, to discuss and communicate uh, the things that were going on in our lives in a spiritual sense. And uh, it, it started out as that. And what we found were these people that f- were where we are and, and they felt comforted by what we were saying because it told them that they were not alone. But it also comforted us in the sense that we, we realized that we were mm. not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it, it's, I, I don't know if, Ministry feels icky because uh, we're not trying to convert anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, but, but I'll tell you, it's it's the most enriching community I've, I've been a part of. You know, there, there, uh, I could give some of the craziest stories of of things that have happened in that community, and uh, it, it's it sounds like a, what, what a church should sound like. But not mm-hmm. not to say that we're going to have you know Sunday morning service or anything like that. That's that's that's. I mean, it's mainly dick jokes and uh, and and ranting about families and and other bullshit going on in the world um yeah. but but it, it's comfort and it's solace to know you know we've got a guy right now going through cancer uh and and he is telling us every step along the way we've had multiple people with uh illnesses we had a guy last year who uh him and his wife were both in the in the pub and he passed away um and it just oh wrecked our community wow um it, and and it's to to see people, even though it's online, got you know, circle around that that family. You know, he had he had two kids, um, and uh, it, it just it's been yeah one of the most amazing, if not the most amazing thing I've been a part of. Hmm. So I, I I don't I don't feel comfortable saying it. It's it's a ministry. I would just say it's a community of mm-hmm. like minded people. Mm. And I have to say myself being um, a new member within that community in that pub, you know, it's so great when, like, I hate my job, I'll just say that, and what I do for a day job, and a couple of times I put on there, I'm like, I just hate my job, you know, just, you know, prayers and stares or whatever, sign good vibes, and just hearing yeah. or seeing the, the people in that pub just like, hey, I've been there, you know, whatever. So what you're saying, Michael, mm-hmm. is so true, where... Sometimes you just feel like, hey, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have anybody to, I don't know, say anything to. Or maybe you you don't you have family friends who aren't there for you for that. And then when you go to that yeah. pub and on that community and you see, well, you don't see them, but like people from all over the country or world saying, hey, I got your back. That's a that's a tremendous thing to be a part of. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really been. Uh well, I say unexpected, but I, I hoped for it. It's, it's been hope fulfillment, not necessarily dream fulfillment, but it's something I hoped for whenever we started the podcast. Um, but it wasn't something I, I, I expected and it's gone, uh, exceeded my expectations. Mm. So, Is your lack of interest? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead. I was going to ask is, and this is probably, this is taking a big left turn, but I'm just curious because Brian is way more familiar 
with your podcast than I am. I, I, uh, I don't know, like maybe two years ago or so, I started listening to you guys, and, and that sounds like a backhanded. That's an insult, right? Like, no, no. It's but but I'm familiar to a degree. There's just you know so much content out there, and now I sound like a fucking dick. Yeah. But, uh, but no, no, no. It, it's fine. I I, uh, I don't I don't I don't regularly listen to your podcast either, so sure. it's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's uh, and I would hope that you We're wouldn't even. take offense We're to that. Even. There <laughs> there are so many people, uh, even in, in in my friends who have podcasts that I don't mm-hmm. listen to, and I feel bad. Um, there's so many podcasts. It's out a there, weird so field it, right it's, now. It's man. not going to weird. It's, yeah, it's a weird. Endeavor. It is weird. We we were one one of the first ones to be in that space, mm. um, and uh, it's it's just exploded mm-hmm. in terms of so many other podcast. Like for example, I'm not going to name any names here, but there's a guy who tried to come on our podcast, um, and we we he was promoting a book. And the book did not fit what we thought was was going to be a good fit, uh, and we didn't have him on the podcast, and we 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 just didn't have him on. Mm-hmm. So he went and started another another podcast. It's almost identical to ours. Oh, it's laughable. Oh my! Oh, it's it's hilarious. I think you just um, in, inadvertently name dropped by giving that, that description. Oh, I, I uh, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, I think you're probably wrong. I don't think you've okay, never, okay. I don't, you probably have never even heard of the podcast, honestly. Okay. So, uh, um, but, but is your is your lack of interest like in conversion? Uh, is that is that like just a result of like inclusivism? Like I don't. I guess honestly, what I'm kind of getting at is like, do you as like do you believe in hell still? Like, do you believe in um, in like the quote unquote salvation and all that stuff? Like how. How far have you deconstructed? I guess. Ah, oh, that's good. I I love these questions. Um, so uh, okay, so let me think here. How far have I deconstructed? All I'm pretty pretty deconstructed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe in hell. Um, probably not the way that you think about it. Um, and what I mean is, I believe that hell is real in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not that it's necessarily an afterlife thing. Um, I believe that there, that you can be in hell on earth and, and that, that to me is hell. I think, uh, anything, uh, a, a large part of, uh, the evangelical community views hell based off, not off the Bible, but off of Dante's Don- Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. In, in a, in a very real yeah. way, man. Yeah. And so, uh, we've used that to fill in the gaps of things that we don't understand. And, uh, I don't think that, uh, there is a God that you can call loving and just that would um, send you to a place of eternal torment. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't line up with everything else I know about God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, so I deconstructed pretty hardcore myself. I grew up in the Assemblies of God, if you've ever heard of the Assemblies of God. Um, yeah. So I grew up there. That's I went to an Assemblies of God school up here in the cities, um, met my wife there, we once we got married we realized like hey that's not really for us and i was going to a baptist seminary at the time and and at the same time becoming a universalist so check that out with being at a baptist school and becoming a universalist um but yeah just just i think after i had my daughter my daughter was almost two almost two years old now in a couple weeks and my family's super, super conservative, especially my mom and my brother. Uh, actually, my brother's a yeah. 
uh, uh, Baptist children's pastor up here in St. Paul. But the the thing that really sunk into me when I kind of told people about hell and why I don't really believe in it, and I just used kind of this example, as I said, I'm a parent, I'm, I'm a father, and I said, usually we use that language, which I don't like, as like God is a male, because I don't, God is genderless, so I don't think God has a, you know, a yeah, penis. I don't, need, I don't even know that I believe in God as a being. Yeah, saying, God, God uh, as a concept, yeah. I love, yeah. As yeah. a virtual entity, as Pete Rollins might say. Right, right. But yes. like, if you, you know, saying it, using kind of their language and their vernacular that they understand, I was like, so, you know, if my daughter does something that she shouldn't do, you know, touch... You know, there's things that you can say like "don't do that," you know, whatever. And you're doing don't that. Don't walk in the street. Yeah, don't, don't touch walk in the, the stove. You know, yeah, you're just doing. Don't touch the corn ball. Yeah. Don't never, never do that. You're just doing that to protect them. You, you know, you're not doing that out of spite. I got the reference. Of, don't worry, Michael. Yeah, George Michael. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, and so when I went up to them and like to my mom and I said, "So you're saying that there is a God out there that." despite how much you love, respect, obey, that he's going to send majority of the world to hell. And I'm like, I can't get on board with that. And I was like... It just doesn't sit yeah. right. How, yeah. can that, how can that sit right? Right. And I mean, to me, there's nowhere in the Bible, there's nowhere in Scripture that that's even lines up with that. And I said, there's nothing that my daughter can do that's going to separate me from my love for them. But yet, you're yeah. saying that there's this God out there who loves everyone that's mm-hmm. inclusive, but yet it's going to send mm-hmm. half of, if not more than half of the world to hell. I was like, if you look at it like that, then the concept of hell just doesn't add up, doesn't line up at um, all. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, man, it's a way to, it's a way to sell seats in a pew though, man. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a way to, it's a way to, to get, to bring people in is by fear. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that, yeah. that to me is the biggest travesty of all is that uh, we're feeding off fear. Mm. So uh, in, in terms of, if I were to say I'm trying to convert anybody to anything, it would be uh, convert them to embrace what, where they feel most at home. And if that's in a pew, then if that's in a pew, go for it. If it's, if it's at a uh, Buddhist community, go for oh. it. If it's, you know, in, in your backyard and you're, you're barefoot and your feet are in the dirt, that's that go for it, you know, find, find meaning where you find it, um, and and love it where you find it. And, and, uh, I think the biggest thing about Christianity that, that really holds us all back is, is the just have faith bit Mm -hmm. where don't question anything because the, the, there, there is no destination. It's in the journey. And once you realize that, that, um, there's the, if you focus on the journey versus the destination, um, you, you live a more rich life in the here and now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think you you just literally answered the question I was about to ask you, which was, do you think that Christianity as a blanket, as a as a prescription, can help anybody? And it sounds like you're saying that maybe it can offer some things that can help you, but you don't necessarily need it as like. The prescribed medication for for being content. Yeah, I would I would say that that it can help anybody, but I would also say that it can't help everybody. Mm. Mm. That's nice. I like that. So um, mm. it, it, it it's available for anyone, but it's not for everyone. Um, 
in, in turn, like some people just don't feel connected to that, especially if you've been hurt by the church. If you've been mm. hurt by the church, the mm. last thing you need is somebody to come and come into you and saying, you know, you need to get right with, with God or get right with Jesus. Um, cause a lot of the times it may not have been Jesus that hurt them, but, but the language, mm-hmm. the, um, the, j- j- it, it can, it can destroy, uh, people's lives because people's lives have been destroyed by this. You know, there we've got several episodes on our podcast where people's lives were just uprooted by the church, um, for, for nonsensical reasons. Mm. Um, and it happens all the time and pe- and, and I say the church, but it's really just individuals in the church. Yeah. But at the same time, it's hard to separate those two. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Million percent. Yeah. Caleb. So le- can I ask you, uh, how you feel about like a uh, uh, conversion or evangel evangelism? Yeah, um, I I don't know, man. I guess I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a really fucking wide question, Michael. Yeah. Well, you ask me that I question. Know. That's why. I'm, that's why. That's why I'm asking You're you. Not... Here's another thing. So I spent some time in management. So I spent a lot of time in sales. Uh-huh. So uh, it. it <laughs> The 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 linear uh, uh, the 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 line between sales and Christianity in terms of sales is is just insane. Uh-huh. Like the tactics you use in Christianity are the same tactics yeah. you use in sales, yeah. and it blows my mind. So I, I always felt a little bit icky about that. Yeah, have you heard of? Uh, I'm, I'm sure if, if you haven't heard of this specifically, you've heard of something adjacent to it. But have you heard of like those like conversion programs, like Two Ways to Live? Two ways, two ways I've heard of conversion programs, well, but I don't know about two it's, ways it's, to It's live. one of those things where the youth group uh, learns a course for like a month and then you go stand out on the street and try to like logically convert people like, well, if, uh, if God is good and you are bad, then you, you know you need God. And then like all this like kind of mental gymnastics, like trying to, it's like, what you're, it's like sales is like, what, it's pretty much. That sounds exhausting. Oh, it's man. exhausting. That really just, no it sounds so exhausting. No, yeah. And I was raised Southern Baptist and. Just very ingrained with evangelicalism, with a very potent brand of evangelicalism. Um, I I think yeah, I think Christianity and spirituality can help people out. Um, my my personal main motivator for still being connected to a church and to a community and to if you want to call Sacred Collective a small group or like like I spend a lot of time every week doing podcasts about religion and I was hurt pretty bad by the church and uh but i'm still connected to it like it's it's still i've I've pushed against it and tried to to separate myself and to distance myself but like it's it still is like i said earlier it is my vocabulary you know and and uh i think that I, i like the idea of washing people's feet and forgiving people and loving people i most days i highly doubt that there is a god but like you know, this is kind of what I inherited, I think, as far as a, a, a cultural context, you know, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's funny because, um, like, when, you, when you're talking, I hear, uh, I like the idea of washing people's feet. And out of context, that sounds, I know exactly what you uh-huh. mean, but out <laughs> yeah. of context, that sounds like the most, like, man, I just want to wash, I just feet wash right them feet Let me get up in them feet. I'm going to Walmart while there, people are trying on new shoes. Hey, do you mind if I wash your feet right now? Like, I, I, it's, I, I'm not trying to make fun no, of you. No, not like, at all, I, man. I totally get what you're no, saying, for but sure. it's just out of context. It sounds it so... It sounds so bizarre, it's, right? It's so weird. It is so it weird. It is weird. Yeah. 
And, and like, <laughs> because of how weird it sounds, like, sometimes I have flashes of like, was I in a cult? I know, was that right? A cult? Was but, I brainwashed? Like, I'm going up to, hey, drink this blood, man. Right. Uh, eat eat this body. Yeah. Uh, let me wash your feet. It's, it's weird, weird, man. man. It's really let weird. someone hit you uh, on the rude. face, yeah. on the cheek, and then hey, turn your other gonna, cheek and yeah. hit them again. Yeah, when you die, you're going to go see uh, demons, and there's going to be fire and a man with horns, and you're, you're going to feel pain forever. Like, that just sounds so outlandish. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, guess what? This guy was God, and uh, he died. And then he and then he came back and then he floated up through the atmosphere. His body didn't burn up or anything. He just like floated up to heaven. Um, and so now he's gonna save you and you're gonna be happy forever and ever. So that's good news, you know. Well, he's gonna he's gonna break himself uh, in two and he's gonna come down here and he's gonna uh-huh. save you from himself. Yeah, that sounds that's great. What he's gonna do. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's. I and I don't. I, it's it's. I there's a lot of richness in Christianity. Like I host a progressive Christian podcast, um, but I but in in some sense, um, I'm as I go further in my journey, I'm realizing that that language just how bizarre yeah, it, it is. is bizarre. How absolutely bizarre it is. And without like a a, a class, an intro, introduction into Christianity, it sounds like the most offlandish thing you've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I I, and I resonate with you a lot, Michael, with that. Like, yes, I'm in the church, I'm doing quote unquote ministry, but sometimes when you, sometimes those words trigger me. Sometimes just yeah. when you when you li- just look at the whole story of of God, you know, through the Old Testament, through the New Testament. Sometimes with me, I just have to sit back and be like, is all this true? Is all this real? Like, what is this God figure I believe in or the the teachings of Jesus? Because sometimes, like, the way I was brought up in the church was like, oh, you look at, you know, um, pick a religion, you know, Buddhism, or you look at Hinduism, and, you know, it's like, how can their stories and their teachings be right? It's so weird and so different. And you get that indoctrination, and you're like, yeah, those people are weird. Those people are different. But then when you actually step back from your own faith, like Christianity, and you you start reading the stories with a different context or a different light, you sometimes just see like, hey, this is really bizarre <laughs> on, yeah. on what I believe in. Like you said, like I'm really drinking the blood of Christ and the body of Christ broken <laughs> for me. Like to a lot of people that yeah. looks cultish a lot of to a lot of people that looks strange mm-hmm. and bizarre but i'm kind of like caleb as much as you kind of some there's some days i want to walk away from it or some days where i'm like I, I don't want this to define me but i can't you know i can't walk away yeah. from it because it's yeah. part of yeah. who i am yeah, yeah. And I, I think on some levels that's that's kind of a cop-out because you can't you can walk away from it you can make that choice like it, you're you're always going to think in those in those terms, yes. But uh, you you can you, you're not you're not dead yet. Yeah. You know, there, you're, you're, you've already changed so much already. Uh, why why would you stop? Why would you stop changing? Uh, I had this weird instance uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so for a while, I was really weirded out by the Christian language. Um, I had a boss who would would. Uh, always talking in, in Christianese and, and me personally, I've been more, um, I've been more into meditation lately. I've been more into, um, uh, more 
what I would have called hippy dippy things <laughs> yeah. uh, in my youth, like just it just, just cr- like who who even am I? Um, new agey, but you know, yeah, yeah, new age, whatever you want to call it. All the what? So for me, it's it is what it is. Let it be what it what what it'll be. And I had the re- my my boss said a couple weeks ago. He was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pray about it, man." Uh, really lay it before the Lord. But and, and it hit me that he's saying the same thing I'm saying. Mm. He's saying, I'm going to pray for it. And what I'm saying is, let it be what it'll be. Because here's the thing, regardless of, of what either one of us are doing, we're coming to terms with the reality of the way that things are. Mm. And whether that's prayer or meditation or, you know, whatever you choose to do, mantras, whatever, um, it, it's it's coming to terms with reality. Mm. And, and, and it hit me that, like, that doesn't offend me anymore. If he's saying he's praying, I get that. Hmm. If he's praying about something, it's just he's trying to come closer to the, the reality of how things really hmm. are. Did you – so it – I guess it kind of takes one to know one sort of thing. So I'm going to ask, like, were you – you were raised pretty conservative or are you, you, you came from a conservative place to being more progressive? Yeah. So I was raised um, non-denominational Christian um, I voted for George George W. Bush twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Biggest regret of my life. It's okay. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. So um, yeah, that's could that's, have been worse. Buddy. That's all I knew, man. Uh, could it have been worse? Well, well, I, well mean, there's, I don't know. I, there's, 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 there's this, this new guy. guy. I don't know. This yeah. new guy. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's and that was. That was the the thing, and then I got introduced to the works of, you know, Shane Claiborne, Rob Bell, Donald Miller, um, Mike Iaconelli, uh, Jay Baker. I can remember watching the documentary about Jay Baker, um, and just like I was not affirming at the time, and I was like, "Who is this guy that's talking about being affirming? Cool. What? Yeah. Who the hell is this guy?" Uh, and then that was that was my introduction to him before I even. Uh, knew his whole story. I actually did actually watch Jim Jay and Tammy Faye, the the talk show. <laughs> did you really? You did not. Yeah, yeah I swear I did. Jim <laughs> Jay and Tammy Faye. Because she oh, had like man. a morning talk show back in the day. Mm. So, did you know? Did I loved you, it. I just uh, saw, I forget where. I loved it. <laughs> so, somewhere I, dude, on Dude, I, I ate that shit fan. up. It was great. <laughs> I was social. a fan of Jim Jay and Tammy Faye, man. Oh, that Jim shit Jay was good. There, did you know that they're making another kind of biopic yeah. on Jim and Tammy Faye like yeah. Hollywood's doing Andrew like, Garfield and it's like Spider-Man. why 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 do that I don't yeah it's mean I, yeah it's I, I I hate that for Jay that it keeps getting drug up over and over and over and over again there was a documentary uh, just last year it was mm-hmm. on one of the late night uh, news shows yeah it's the, just, tw- uh, the 2020 documentary yeah yep yeah yeah that was mean, man. Yep. So unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yep. It's very it's inconsiderate too. I can't believe people are even interested in that still. No, like, I agree why fully. is that something we're still talking about? Yeah, that's a good point. That happened in the mid eighties and it's mm-hmm. what, like almost forty years later and people are still yeah. obsessed. It comes with in that. waves too. And that's yeah. after the fucking uh what who is it, Kevin Costner? You remember that? That biopic, biopic. Kevin, no, Kevin I don't Tastner. think I saw that one. Kevin yeah. Costner played who? Played, uh, uh, played Jim Baker. Did Kevin Costner play? Really? Jim? 
I think so. What I movie totally is wrong. this? What mo- <laughs> I'm probably totally wrong. I watch a lot of movies on Netflix and all it that. Was the, it was The Postman. That I'm was embarrassed. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird ad- adaptation. Who knows? Exactly. So. Or Waterworld. But I'm going to look that it up right adaptation. now. Yeah. But I, I love Jay Baker. I, I, I think that's really awesome. You guys uh, are, are involved with him. It, it's uh, He's phenomenal. Phenomenal, yes. dude. Yes, he is. I remember seeing him when I was 18. Um, he spoke at an AG church back when I was still <laughs> AG. And he was this, because I was like into punk rock and you mm-hmm. know, MXPX, all these other bands. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And then saw him you know, with all his tattoos and stuff. And I remember being like, there's somebody who looks and acts and feels just like me, mom, dad. And they were like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, like a phase, whatever. He's and then, my spirit animal. Yeah, he's my <laughs> spirit animal. And then that's right when he had, like, moved to Atlanta when he did Revolution down there, you know. Yep. And then he moved to New York. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I listened to his, you know, podcast. Not podcast, but his, like, yeah, sermons I online, about. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I remember... I think it was four or five years ago, he says he has a special announcement like via social media, and I'm like, what is this? And he was like, oh, I'm moving to Minneapolis for whatever reason, I'm doing Revolution. And I looked at my wife, I literally almost shit my pants, Mm -hmm. because I was like, out of all the cities in the whole country you can move to, why would somebody move to Minneapolis? It's happening! You know, yeah, so it's like Atlanta, New York, and then kind of, kind of just, you know, I visited a couple times, and then I actually went up to him and was writing a paper for one of my classes and I was like super sheepish and I was like hey can I interview you for my paper he's like oh yeah sure I'm an open book and then that kind of just started out like a friendship and out that's of there awesome. I met Caleb and so yeah that's that cool community mm-hmm. you know as well yeah. and Jay's super chill super nice yep and and I, I want to say this too I have no problem with churches I have no problem with um with people getting together and you know, my mom goes to church, my cousins go to church and they, for them, that's enough. That's what fills them up. Mm-hmm. That's that fills their cup. It, right. it, uh, enriches their lives. And, and, and for me, that's just not my thing, but I don't have any kind of ill will right. towards right, people right. that, that want to be a part of that community. Yeah. I have ill will whenever you're, you're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, trying that, to convert. that's my problem. Like mm. two, two rules. Uh, uh, Will Wheaton, the, uh, the the Wheaton's law, don't be a dick, and I forget the other rule. So who knows? Who knows what it is? <laughs> don't be a dick is a good blanket statement, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I want to point out to, I'm. Uh, it was Kevin Spacey. So. Yes, um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Cotner. I just see. I was sitting on. I was my pride got in the way. I was gonna let that go, but then I was like, you know what? I have to look this up, and I feel bad about yeah. it. I feel like I detracted from what you were saying, Michael. I'm sorry about that. No, that's but yeah, no, I, church. You know, I don't have a problem with church. I think you're probably right in saying it's kind of a cop out to be like, "Oh, I'm stuck in this. Like, I have no choice yeah. or whatever." And my co-hosts on my show say that say that as well. That they say that this is where I come, and that's fine. If you if you were in India, you'd be Hindu, probably. Right, right, right. right. You know, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And um, you know, Jay, that the reason I moved to Minnesota was. To try to connect with Jay and Revolution. Like, it changed my life. It fully changed yeah. my life. And now I'm, now I produce, like, the podcast would not go up 
every week if I wasn't, I'm patting myself on the back here, but if, if, if I wasn't here, like it wouldn't, like that's the reason yeah. that, that we post it every week and stuff like that. And, and that's a good feeling. And it's really, really bizarre, honestly. Like, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to just move to freaking Minneapolis and try to connect with this man who changed my life. And now, <laughs> you know what? I think he mentioned, he might have mentioned you when he was on the podcast. I, I don't I don't know if it was on the podcast or before or after. I think he he mentioned that somebody had had moved to basically help him with that stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's Caleb. That's awesome. me. Yeah. Oh, shout out. Um. So I mean, we're gonna be respectful of your time. We've we've been on almost. No, an hour. I can go till midnight, man. Let's go. If you want to? Let's. I'm I'm completely good. You don't have to be respectful of me. So I have to. <laughs> I'm off you don't have to be respectful. I'm not gonna respect you at all. No, abuse me up at. Okay, I have to be up super early for work. That was but. so you know, Michael. That that was Minnesotan translation for you need to be respectful of my time. Is saying <laughs> I have to be respectful. Of your Stop. Time. I no. love it. It's true. Whatever, Brian. What time do you have to I get know. up? Four thirty. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, usually so get up early. around five. And then so we have to. Yeah. We're going out of town on a for a graduation, so we have to drive up to Bismarck. Oh, fun, is fun. that even a place? Yeah, it is a place. Uh, is the, the I don't think it's a place. Are the Dakotas a real place? I don't know. No. Can uh, we? Can I talk about how how Minnesotan your voice is? Yeah, I'm pretty Minnesotan. I, yeah, I know. it's it's straight up very. Min- I listen to the podcast like, oh, he's definitely from Minnesota. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, born, tried, and true. It's funny because yeah. I have relatives in in Kansas City, and to me, they sound like Hicks, y'all, and that Twain, <laughs> and then they y'all come back go, now. I hear. Yeah, and then they come up, and then they come up here, and they make fun of us on how we talk. And I'm like, yes, we have an mm-hmm. accent. We have that northern accent. Say the word b a g, bag, bag, bag. It's bag, bag, uh, bag. <laughs> Do you eat bagels? Bagels. Bag- no, let me let me finish this. Bagels? Finish this, Michael. Duck, duck. <laughs> Oh, I know this. I, I listened to this episode. It's definitely goose, not gray duck. What the hell is gray duck? <laughs> my wife says the same thing. Well, my my wife's from South Dakota. My wife's from South Dakota. My mom's from Wisconsin. My dad was from South Dakota. And they're like, what What the heck is a gray duck? And I said, there are such things as gray ducks, and it does make sense that it's goose. But are Minnesota, there really gray ducks? Probably. Or are they just goose? Probably. probably. No, you, probably. You, can spray, you can spray paint a duck any you can color. Spray paint it. Yeah. I don't ever but want to know. I have no idea why, but Minnesota is the uh, only state out of all of them that will say gray duck. And if you say goose, we just rage. It's a little stupid little thing that's purely Minnesota. It's a bit because it's so close to moose and. Moose are huge in Minnesota. Meese. I don't know. Like if you if you're raised in school, like when I was in elementary school, when we played that game, if you said goose, I mean everyone would just glare at you. You'd get kicked out of the class. Like we take it seriously. Ostracized. Here. Yeah, it's duck, duck, gray duck. And my wife jokes with me and was like, when we raise our daughter, if she comes home from class and says duck, duck, gray duck, then hey, how about this one? Let me pitch this to you. Instead of being ostracized, you're giant duckicized. Oh my gosh! Mm, wow, it's a, that's kind a, of a poultry pun. I don't know. There you go. Any feedback? Pun. Nothing. Okay. As it's for me like in a, my house, we will say goose. <laughs> How about that? Do it. How about this? Um, uh, I, I have a very important question. What is your favorite MXPX? I'm just going to go right into it. Favorite MXPX album? Go. Oh my gosh! I have to pick one. Um, yeah. I don't know why I'm just going to go out there and say it, but Teenage Politics. 
Oh, mm-hmm. so you're an old school guy. I got it. Politics, I mean, I politics. like their new album that they just dropped. Yeah. Um, is phenomenal, too. That kind of goes. It's just. I've got it on vinyl. Don't worry about it. Mm. I'm a, I'm a little jelly. Ooh. A little jelly. Yeah, yeah but and I think after Teenage Politics, it would probably be going uh, slowly going the way of the Buffalo because that just yeah. kills. Yeah, what's I yours, Michael? Record. I was going to say slowly going the way of the Buffalo. I also like Ever Passing Moment. That's good. Um, the new one's good too. I, like I'm, I, I I can go back and listen to one ad off of uh, Poconacha. It's you know uh, I, I'm a fan all the way through. So nice. What other like kind of I don't know early punk rock? What I mean, did you kind of grow up listening more to like MXPX or like Christian punk and stuff like that? Or so yeah. Hodge so Podge? I, I, w- I was definitely into like MXPX for sure. I was a Warp Tour kid. Went to Warp Tour a bunch oh. of times. <laughs> um, I liked Mill and Colin. Um, I mm-hmm. did a lot of pop punk, so like I wasn't huge into Blink One Eighty Two, but I liked them. Green Day. Um, I listened to a little bit of Reliant K. Um, mm-hmm. um, Slick Shoes, The Huntingtons. Let me think of all the Christians and I can think of. The Huntingtons. Uh, that was great. Five Iron Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really punk, but they're in that. They're punk adjacent yeah adjacent. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um let me think uh good charlotte uh-huh. um i'm forgetting some simple plan um uh-huh. yeah I don't how know. old are you michael i am how old am i 35 oh, okay cool yeah i'm 30 so lines, michael and i are the same age look at that Ooh, we're both world. old old boys i feel old old as yeah. dirt so along that vein, what what has been in your life your favorite show that you've ever been to? Like favorite concert? Favorite mm-hmm. concert? Oh man! Um, I will say this about MXPX: they put on a really tight show. Yes, they do. It's just it, it's just as good, if not better, than the albums and their live albums. At least the at the show album was really solid. Um, I've seen them probably more than anybody else. Um, I really like so. There's a guy named Glenn Hansard. This is not mm-hmm. punk at all. Um, he was in the band um, The Swell Season. He was in the movie Once. Uh, it's like a folk scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Irish busker, about. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw The Swell Season. Uh, it's like the guy and the girl like duo, and uh, that was. I went with my wife, and it was just a great time, man. Sweet. Caleb, how about you? Best show? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know if this is the best show I've ever been to, but it pops in my head because of what we're talking about. I went to see As Cities Burn, Under Oath, Poison the Well, and it was on Memorial... Do you say Memorial Day weekend or Memorial Weekend? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. And, uh... So, like, the sound system went out, like, the PA went out, and all the music stores were closed because it was Memorial Day weekend. And uh, so they couldn't play... It they may couldn't be Memorial play. Weekend. It sounds right, Memorial yeah, Day Yeah, right, weekend. I know. Memorial Night, Memorial Eve weekend day. And uh, so, like, the, the sound system went out and they couldn't play. And so there was a, uh, a baseball field, like, a public field next door, 
And so they just went over there and everyone played a pickup game of baseball with all the bands. It was pretty cool. That's but it was crazy. an actual show, obviously, but uh yeah. it was it was like my favorite I was still evangelical at the time, so that was it was pretty hardcore seeing uh just seeing great seeing guys. the body of Christ together. Yeah, the, the body field. man. Gotta the knees, the, the knees there. of Christ were kind of weak that day, to be honest. But the toes of Christ were on point. Yeah, <laughs> love that body. Yeah, you were the cup of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the nut cup. Sorry, of uh, uh, went straight to the dick jokes. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the balls of Christ, man. Those are some plump <laughs> balls. <laughs> Looking good. That's great. You know, <laughs> it's it's so easy. To, is that what we're talking about? Do it. <laughs> Nothing. What'd you say, Michael? I said circumcised. Yeah. Know? Oh, the yeah, the foreskin of Christ, man. You're, you're never going to see that. It's gone. It's That's long gone, baby. You know, I, I heard a rumor that Jesus Yahushua was born without his foreskin because it was it was he was just so perfect. He was like Ken from Barbie and Ken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a little lump down there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, it's a good thing I don't believe in hell because. We'd be going there. Oh, we're going, baby. <laughs> but hell's right here on Earth, right? Yes, well, that's true. Be. Hey, is so? Do you believe in uh, in any afterlife? In any? Is oh, there man. a heaven at all? Or I don't think we can know. Do you man. hope for it? No, I, I no. don't. I don't. I don't hope for it because I don't. Um, if if it's great, uh, if there is one, great. Like uh, it'll be great. Um, but I think it's more important to be present now. Mm. Uh, and that's what, like, the last, like, three or four years of my life have been focusing on being present because uh, I, I felt like I, I got away from that, especially especially in the Christian church and in, like, management. Um, I got away. I was always either focused on the past because of shit I messed up or uh, planning for the future because uh, stuff's going to happen. I got to be prepared for it. Um, and now I'm just focused on the here now because the present is all we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, so I don't know. Kind of piggy, piggybacking off what you said, Michael. Like, I've just noticed in my life when I've said to my wife too is, uh, like, going up to her and saying, "I just need to be present and enjoy the time that I have now." You know, I, I hate my job. Um, getting up at four thirty in the morning is not fun, and and having bosses that are terrible. And then, but always, you know, working towards the weekend, working towards this. And wherever I am in with my faith, like sometimes we just have to step back and say, let me be here in this present moment, you know, be enjoying what I'm doing in my life. And instead of just continually looking for that next, you know, that next fun thing we're going to do, whether it's with family, friends or whatever. So I agree with you of just kind of, it's hard to just kind of deconstruct that in your own mind of how, how can we just be here in the present and just enjoy what we have yeah. the time that we have you know and you can't um, obviously this is like redundant but like you can't know like i've never died like i can't yeah. speak to mm-hmm. oh no i i highly doubt there's anything but it, it sounds nice you know i mean I don't know. Yeah. i've never I'm been open there to it yeah i'm not gonna be like no i'm not going just end me now <laughs> right. like I, i'm open to it like uh i, I think energy uh it never dies it just transfers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I think there's some there's some loose science around that. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if, I, I don't know. And for me, like it, it, it doesn't really matter. Like right now, right. Like right now, fully it, agree. it's, I, I would rather be here with my kids, 
you know, hanging out with my friends, drinking beer. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather enjoy this moment and get the most out of now than, uh, than be focused on something that may or may not ever mm. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's like waiting for a bus that may never show up. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, that's a constant state of waiting and I'd rather not be waiting. I'd rather just be. Yeah. That's a great take. Are you familiar with, uh, it sounds like you're getting more into like kind of Eastern philosophies and stuff like that. Are you familiar with, uh, like, uh, like Eastern Christianity at all? Like Orthodox Christianity? Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, I, I'm into a lot of different, uh, ways of thinking. Uh, and, mm. and I'm, I, I still like, I, I love Richard Rohr. He's, mm. uh, a Catholic priest, uh, preach. Love him. Yep. Yeah, so he's funny. he's friggin' awesome. We had the chance to talk to him on our podcast, and it just was nice. The most insane uh, experiences I've had, like being able to talk to heroes. It's just it blows my mind. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm not like completely disconnected from Christianity. It's just uh, I'm open to Christianity and other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. But in, in a lot of what you guys are saying, I, I can't divorce myself from Christianity completely. Like it's, I'm always going to, you know, have Jesus as my homeboy, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to not try other things just because that's the way things are. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? <sighs> that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Jedi. No. Yeah. The Last Jedi. No. Yeah, man. It is great. Let me let me tell you why it's great. And and I, I know you you're do. trying to set me up on this. But uh from a spiritual perspective, The Last Jedi it, it it opened up the reality that the whole Star Wars saga is about a failed religion. A religion that uh got focused on in bed with politics in the prequels, uh, start got hand in hand with war, which is yeah, it sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually uh, that uh, we had some people come along and end that uh, that religion. And um, it, if you look at Luke Skywalker's journey in the Last Jedi, he is a man who has divorced himself from the Force from that religion. Um, he separated himself. And uh, he's deconstructed, if you will, uh, that religion. And and if you go through it, if you watch that movie with the lens of spirituality and a man who's deconstructed his life, uh, it changes everything. And hmm. I think you can feel a little bit of his journey in, in your own journey. Because uh, and then in the end, like he he, he's, he says something to Ray. He's like everything uh, or maybe Yoda says this. Everything that um, is in the books. Uh, she already has inside of herself. Um, just watch, watch that movie with the lens of uh, he's he's deconstructed from a religion that hurt him, and he was hurt by that, and and why he's in a in a hermitage in the middle of nowhere. Like he has he separated himself, man, and and in the end he he realizes you know it, this isn't something that we should give up. You know, wow. this isn't something I should give up and will I'm willing to give my life for it for other people to go on. So I don't know. That was pretty fucking sweet, dude. I know. I guess I never yeah. thought about it that way. <laughs> you, just, you just got schooled on that. Wow. Yeah. 
on that. What do you think about the new one coming out? What is it called? The Rise of Skywalker, I think? The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think it'll... I mean, I, I have no idea what to expect. Like, I, I know a lot of spoilers. I listen to a lot of Star Wars podcasts. Um, it's got a lot to live up to. Man, it's going to wrap up not only uh, a three-film trilogy, but a, a three-trilogy set. You know, it's nine films wrapped in one. I'm interested to see how they, they all wrap it up. And then with uh, a spoiler alert with Palpatine in the mix, um, I think it's I think it's I, I don't know. I, lo- I love Star Wars. There's not a like I I love Star Wars start to finish and I'm get, get, not going to be apologetic for it. And I know it's not for everyone, but um, I think the storytelling in it is is phenomenal. There's a lot of Joseph Campbell in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of myth, and and I'm I'm down for it. Do you want to hear my impression of Rodney Dangerfield as Yoda? Yes. Strong with you, the forces. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Uh, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna say yes. Okay. Thanks. Um, oh man, respect. You get none. <laughs> <laughs> that was way better. <laughs> Went up a hill. Did Jack and Jill. All right. Yeah, I think that's a probably a good way to end it. So. Um, if that's okay with you, no, it's it's fine. I, I guess I'll let Brian go to sleep. It's fine. Thanks. That's my. It's nine I'll twelve. You, I'll Brian. call you back in like ten minutes, Michael. We'll stay up talking. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. again, Michael. Um, yeah, anytime, guys. If you want to talk about Star Wars or you know presents or any anything else you ever want to talk about, you've you've got my uh, my number in Skype. Info. Sounds so, good. excellent. Yep. Thanks, Thanks guys. A lot. Yep. Have a All good right. night. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Talk Bye. to you later. That was great. That was fun. A post-Christian production.